is never the underdog. Yes, sir. It's never the underdog. Yes, sir. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Uh, another off-season pod, but uh, had some news come up the last few weeks, so we figured we would finally kind of talk about the returners as they've been announced together here. Uh, so if you haven't been paying attention, that's Tyrese Proctor, Mark Mitchell, and Kyle Filipowski have all announced their return for a sophomore season. Um, we'll talk a little bit about some injury news that kind of muddled that up a little bit. Uh, we got a big recruit that just decommitted, so we'll hit on that. We'll talk a little bit about the portal and uh, maybe do a little NBA talk since the playoffs are on and we got some Duke guys out there. Um, well, let's let's start with the returners. I think that's kind of the big news. So I just mentioned Tyrese Proctor, Mark Mitchell, Kyle Filipowski um, of the freshman class all coming back, which is a little bit of a shift for us. We've talked about that, kind of it's foreign territory. Usually we're lucky to get one of these guys back. The fact that we get three and three that were starters, I think that's um, starts to signal a little bit about what John has talked about, of wanting to get older, wanting to get back to kind of a the program, the way he envisions that. Um, so let's just jump right in. So those three coming back, Flip being the last one to announce. Shu, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for the program? How excited are you to see these guys back in Durham? I mean, I can't tell you, you know, what it's like to to have three of those guys come back. I think, you know, you look back at past team like a Grayson Allen being a McDonald's All American that came back a couple times. It just it still doesn't happen a lot. Um, you know, before the season, we thought Mark Mitchell, the way everything we had heard, you know, with just his motor and how hard he played, thought that he could have been definitely a one and done guy. So I kind of thought that all year. Um, so to have him coming back, that's. That's another huge, you know, me, big fan of the lefty. So, uh, and then Proctor having a point guard, always love, you know, when you get a point guard to come back, somebody that's kind of manned the, the team before and been the captain on the floor. So, yeah, I'm excited about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's kind of one of those things where Filipowski was the guy that coming in that we most thought would be a sophomore. But it seemed kind of like it, towards the end there, it was Proctor and Mitchell that were kind of, pretty early on, put their hats in, their votes in saying, you know, yeah, we're coming back. We're going to run this back, get better. Took flip a little bit, you know, finally though, he makes the call says that, you know, Hey, I'm coming back. going to run this back. Um, Raul for you, you know, she talked about it a little bit, but for you, does this signal a culture shift that's been tossed out a lot, or is this still a one-off? Like, do you think this is going to continue over and, and kind of bleed into the 23 class and we'll see some of those guys as sophomores, or do you think it's unique to this class? Um, You know, it's tough to say because there are some extenuating circumstances that we'll get into later. Like with Filipowski, um, the injury news that's come out, it's like, how much did that factor in? My sense was that he wanted to come back anyway, but it certainly makes the decision a lot easier. Um, You know, if you know, you have to have, hip surgery over the offseason what does that do for your uh, draft stock especially as a seven footer you know teams Mm. are already wary of seven footers with injuries so it's like you know it maybe makes it a little bit easier if he's not turning down like a potential like top 15 pick who knows how high he would have gone but you know if if it was gonna maybe cause him to slip more to like late first round or something 
I think that that just nudges him in the direction that he was already going. Um, so yeah, I know, I know I jumped the gun and kind of got into the injury stuff, but I think it is a little bit connected, but then with Proctor, it just seemed like there was no real thought of leaving. Yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, cause he probably still would have been uh, you know, late first round. We've definitely had plenty of players jump at that opportunity before, but yeah. so the fact that he just kind of was the first guy, you know, the first domino there to fall and, uh, you know, uh, John asked him if he was coming back and he just says, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I love I that. Love that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I um, love that too. And I don't, you know, maybe that's a difference of mentality with coming from Australia and stuff, or maybe it's that he reclassed. So he was already originally expecting to play this next year. And he probably knows some of the guys he's going to be playing with too. Um, but I, I do think that there's a sense around the program and we've kind of heard it talked about by various people that, Things are just the atmosphere is a little bit lighter and more fun. So when you combine that with um, NIL and stuff like that, maybe that's just enough to convince some of these guys to stay. Like, uh, you know, guys we've got coming in like McCain have already done really well with NIL. So yeah. if they come to college, have a good time, and they're making money, why wouldn't they stay? Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I'm not, I don't want to always do this, right? But that's really the only comparison that they have. But when you look at early K that fire, that enthusiasm, there was intensity was still there, you know, all the way up until the end. But I think there's something about the youthfulness of John, this pursuit of greatness, right? Like Kay had reached that mountaintop and he had, he, he does the Jordan thing where he's constantly trying to find motivation, you know, find things to motivate you continuing to stay in the moment and pursue excellence. But I do think there's something to be said about when the coach comes in and I'm trying to make a statement too, right? Like I'm trying to do this, like I'm pursuing this as well. Um, I, I just think it creates a different kind of vibe, you know, and it, it really makes me go back and think and listen to like Leitner's, uh banquet speeches when he's talking about that, right? Like I just had this belief in coach Jay Billis and that 86 class when they talk about it. Um, now I'm not saying that that's this, but that's the only thing we have to compare it to. Right. And so I do think there's a little bit of, this is our first class. This is the class. These are the group of guys that's going to send the message that Duke hasn't went anywhere. And John said that a few times in his banquet speech, too. It was very important to say, you know, these guys made sure that there was no drop off, that Duke is still Duke and that we're going to continue to pursue um, championships and banners at a high level. So maybe there is a little bit to that. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think anytime you get major talent back. I mean, Proctor averaged, you know, almost 10 points a game, three assists a game, three rebounds. You got Mitchell right in the nine and four and a half range. Um, obviously, Flip kind of carried us at times, basically, from an offensive standpoint, putting up 15 and nine. That's pretty good production you're getting back. And we really haven't seen that from sophomores. I guess you'd have to go back almost. I mean, we compared it a little bit to 2010, but you probably are going and looking back at like a Paulus McRoberts coming back from a sophomore year in terms of getting multiple top ranked freshmen to come back from the same class. Um, I don't know. Or wait, was Paulus, Paulus was McRoberts, yeah, right? Yeah, he was McRoberts. Yeah, that, that was, was 05. Yeah, 05. Yeah. 05, yeah. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's been a minute. Um, so it's just, it's just kind of a breath of fresh air, I think. And it really gives us just uh, some some optimism heading in which i i guess we can talk about the injury news here shortly which kind of crushed a little bit about that but i still think for the most part 
you, you got to feel good about having these three back because you you still bring in a really good class. And again, we'll talk about the departure in that as well. But I think across the board, you got to feel pretty good about where we're at right now. Um, well, I guess we'll, we'll, before we jump into the injury news right quick, just want to mention some of the stuff from the banquet. Um, so I'll just run through some of these awards here. MVP was split between Jeremy Roach and Kyle Filipowski. Uh, the contribution to team morale award went to Jalen Blakes. Coaches award went to Mark Mitchell. Top scholar athlete was Jalen Blakes again. Iron Duke most minutes was Roach. Best defensive player was Derek Lively. And then we got free throw percentage, most assists going to Proctor. Three-point percentage going to Derek. Rebound percentage to Flip. And then best field goal percentage to Young. For the most part, I think they got most of these right. I think there's one or two there that maybe we could nitpick or, or pull apart here. Anything y'all think that's debatable here? Or did you kind of agree with the way that was laid out? I mean, I guess the main thing you could debate would be the the co-MVP there. Yeah. Um, personally, I would have leaned towards Roach exclusively, but I could see an argument for uh, I think we were talking about this earlier and you brought up the idea of lively and I like that just mm-hmm. because he was absolutely fundamental to our defense. Yeah. And our defense was really kind of what took us to where we got. So, um, you know, the offense was even towards the end of the year, it had moments, but it was still a little bit of a slog. We go out in the tournament scoring 52 points or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, but uh, on the other hand, Roach did win us a bunch of games down the stretch. Like he came up huge in a lot of games, you know, those UNC games and stuff like that. So I kind of see why they, they went with both of them. You know, it's our two leading scorers. You kind of want to honor the junior captain, but then, you know, Filipowski wins freshman of the year. So maybe you have to honor him too, but I I probably just would have gone with Roach. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I would have went with Jeremy just by himself. Um, being the captain, being the elder statesman, uh, you mentioned what he was able to do in certain games, especially those two UNC games come to mind, um, the Miami game. But I think also, and if you're factoring in MVP to me, I think his move off ball and accepting that role coming back and letting Tyrese continue to to find himself as the lead guard, uh, that carries weight for me. He didn't have to kind of Maybe he had to do it, but he didn't have to like it, and they certainly didn't have to continue to have good chemistry. So, um, I think I would I would give that to to Roach solo as well. Shoe anything different to add, or any other kind of critiques from that list? I mean, they hit the defensive player right this year. I think was it you guys were reminiscent of the year that Rodney Hood, who I love, mm-hmm. uh, was the voted the best defensive. Well, that was the Tyler Thornton team too, right? Like it was, was the Jabari Parker team. Yeah. yeah, I mean, nobody really played any defense on that team, no. but. Yeah. I would have picked Thornton though, probably. Or, right. Yeah. Or maybe Emil yeah. Jefferson, even. Sure. Not Hood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Um, so no, I, no complaints from me. Um I, I think the same thing with you guys. The 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 co MVP. Um, I've been a co MVP before. It's not not anything yeah. special, I guess. You're like Yeah. All right, yeah. You know, I guess I'm we gonna... were okay together. Yeah. yeah. Um you know, co-MVP is a little bit of a cop-out to me, right? If there was a co-MVP, MB would, would have like three of these things and he'd shut the <laughs> hell up by now. So, um, you know, I don't think that counts for too much. But uh, let's talk about the injuries. We've, we've hinted at it quite a bit here, we've danced around it. So Duke officially announced last week that Christian Reeves and Kyle Filipowski underwent successful surgery 
I'm not 100% sure. I didn't know I should have went and checked what Reeves had done. I think it was some cleanup stuff. Flip obviously had some like dual hip surgery there on both hips. Uh, pretty serious. Um, I think Trey Jones had a similar situation. I don't know if it was both. So, you know, hopefully it works the same way it did for Trey and we get an ACC Defensive Player of the Year and Player of the Year out of it. But I would think with Flip being a bigger guy, we're probably looking at a four to six month time frame somewhere in there. I mean, that's that sucks to get a guy back and he basically just lost his whole offseason. I don't know if that changes anything for you all, but. Yeah, I mean, it's like, let's say it is six months. Uh, he underwent the surgery, I think, at the beginning of April. So that would yeah, kind of like March somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that would kind of give us at least like a month buffer where he'd be ready by like the beginning of November, even if it took seven months. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all going to work out fine. It's just like, he definitely has some things he needs to improve upon. And the fact that he's not going to really get to do that during the off season. I mean, maybe he can do some of it, but you know, right now, like at the banquet, you see a picture of him holding two crutches and it's yeah, like, well, right. then he's not going out shooting. Right. And that's what he needs to work on. So hopefully by like month two or three, he's able to at least get shots up and do something, you know, uh, strengthen his upper body or whatever he can do to improve himself. But, you know, there's definitely things that you would like to see him get better at if he's going to come back because we've discussed it. He didn't have the most efficient season. Mm -hmm. You know, he carried us at times and he fought really hard, but you would like to see a seven footer shoot better than 45% or like, you know, and if he's going to be a stretch big, you'd like to see him shoot better than like 29% from three or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I would think that, you know, that's, that's what hurts the most. I think is you would think that the full off season kind of workout schedule and just being back on top of things, the shot looks too good to be at 28, 29%. Um, But with having that surgery, I mean, it's going to be a while for he's even probably able to get on a court and do even like non-contact stuff. So that's a, that's a big setback. Um, also, and I think for Duke, whatever the timetable is, you can probably add double that six right? weeks to it at least. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that, that part. So I know, you know, I think Mark Mitchell is dealing with some meniscus stuff as well. I don't think that seems to be as serious. I haven't heard of any surgery type stuff happening. Um, so that's still kind of been lingering since that Tennessee game. Wouldn't expect anything major to come of that, but it still puts a little bit of kind of a forecast, I guess, on some of the news. Um, but you know, I think you take it, you take these guys back, you hope Flip gets healthy, uh, and you see where you're at. But, um, does that change? I guess, you know, shoot for you as well. Does that change any expectations you now have? Obviously, Duke's getting a lot of kind of top five preseason buzz. Does this dampen that for you? Or are you kind of like, eh, you know, it's the summer. These guys will be ready to go. No biggie. I mean, I think well, there's still, from what we expect, a little bit to be done with the roster, right? This isn't the final sure. finalized roster. So depending on what we do there, I mean, right out of the gates, we're going to have a tough tough schedule so it's not like we have (laughs) a month and a half of you know cupcakes um you know we're going to be playing arizona and is it michigan state this year in the champions classic yeah those will be like three of the first probably eight or nine games um so you know not having flip available depending on what we do or you know who we can or can't pull out of the portal um it definitely I think Ryan Young can, you know, he, we we forced him into a lot of minutes early last last year, 
Um, so I, we know he can do it. Do we want him to? Probably not. You know, um, so, so yeah, I think it dampens it a little bit, but as long as everything goes well and we can get him back, get flipped back ready, you know, hopefully by the Arizona game, I want to, I want to win that one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely going to need some, so you want you to hope to get some of those off, like those out of conference wins. We didn't really get as many exactly. before yep. and that kind of hurts you when your conference starts to kind of lay eggs. Um, so you would, you would hope for that. And you're right. You know, I think Ryan Young could hold it down. I think for me, uh, I'm less worried about Ryan Young playing major minutes if Flip is not available versus if Flip is available. I just don't really want them together so much. So if 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 Mark slides down to the four and you put Ryan at the five for a little while, I think you can make that work for a little bit. Um, but like you said, there there may be some some additions coming. But um, it, it could be a blessing um, in disguise if it's provided it's brief just to kind of get some of these freshmen some like meaningful reps early, like guys who maybe you could see as the season goes on, maybe they fall out of the rotation a little bit, like power or somebody like yeah. that. Um, it opens up opportunities for power and Stewart um, early potentially. And it also opens up opportunities for us to like play three guards more often a little bit sure. and see that look. So, um, you know, provided it's not more than like a couple weeks into the season, I think we'll be fine, but like Shu said, uh, we know of at least two very tough games because we're going to have Michigan State, we're going to have Arizona, then there's the ACC-SEC Challenge, and yeah. I bet you they're going to pair us with Kentucky. That's just my guess, but Sinister maybe not up. because yeah. maybe not because we we play them every few years and uh, in the Champions Classic or whatever. But yeah, I want Alabama, Alabama or maybe yeah. Tennessee. I yeah, Tennessee. That would be cool. Yeah, I would take. I would definitely take Tennessee. But uh, the guys that we hate left, right? Did right. they transfer out to already? So it's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, but I would take Alabama for sure. But yeah, that's a lot of big games. I'm sure with us being like preseason number one or at least top five or whatever, they're going to pair us with one of the best SEC teams. We know mm-hmm. that much, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. There's going to be plenty of opportunities, and, and you, you need you guys. What are the chances? Are I'm guessing we're playing Arizona at home. I would I would bet that our SEC would be a road game. Yeah, probably. Yeah, which I'm fine with. You know, that's fine. Um, yeah. You know, road wins are cool too. So. I yeah, I mean, especially that. if it's a if it's a kind of like good but not great team, then it being on the road actually makes it a quad one. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So that could end up looking better for us. I hope Flip is back, and I hope it is Kentucky, and I hope it's at Kentucky because they're going to hate that dude. Mm-hmm. They are going to hate that dude, um, and that would be fun to watch. So that that would be nice. But uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit about the newcomers here. Um, obviously, there was some kind of big news last week, and it happened on the same day Flip announced. I don't think there's a whole lot to read into regarding that, um, but it would been it had been tossed out. First off, I'll just say for the purpose of this podcast, we're not going to get into any kind of specifics or details just to protect the kid, protect Duke. There's just, we're not going to speculate. We're not going to kind of fuel that. Um, but what we will say is that McKenzie Mabako requested a release from his uh, NIL last week, expected to be granted. So he's not going to be enrolling at Duke. Uh, this is a five-star guy. We've talked about him a lot this off season. Um, so without getting into details, I want to toss this out to y'all just in terms of what this means 
for Duke, what it means coming in. It's been a long time since we've seen this kind of happen. And definitely at this high caliber, I, I was trying to think and I, nothing to the top of my head comes um, of just losing a recruit like that. At the same time, you would think I would be more worried about it. And I guess I'm just kind of not maybe because we've got guys coming back and just what we're doing. It just doesn't seem to be as vital, um, which is weird to say about a top 10 guy. But I'll just toss this out to y'all. When you heard the news, what do you make of that? Does it change your expectations for the season? And what do you think it means going forward? I mean, for me, I think that it, it didn't hurt as bad because I feel like him and Mitchell are kind of overlapping players. Um, and then Sean Stewart, I didn't know, you know, prior to McKenzie asking to be, you know, out of his, uh, his letter of intent, I didn't know where Stewart fit in this. So I think it could be, to me, it's going to be a blessing to the skies where Stewart's going to play more than he probably would have and power who I'm looking forward to. Uh, just like Sal Fish had alluded to on a previous pod, I think power is going to be great for us. Um, so to get those guys a little bit of extra minutes, where and uh, another thing, hopefully those guys are around for you know more than mm-hmm. they're not looking to be one and dones exclusively. And I don't know if McBaco was trying to do that, but I, I have a feeling that's probably you know where he was leaning towards. So um, to to miss out on that, but to get guys that'll get some experience and and be here for a couple seasons. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, you would think with Mbako, like he was uh, the number seven recruit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, any recruit kind of ranked in that area always plans to be one and done at least. Now, whether that would have panned out or not, we'll see. Uh, where Wherever he goes, we'll see how well he plays. But, you know, I mean, I think you kind of hit on it. Like we're kind of uniquely set up right now to – be okay um just because we have those multiple wing players and even foster is like six five he could play the three in a three guard lineup um so i i think if anything it might clarify some roles a little bit there was a little bit of just a lot of like like a traffic jam or overlap or something oh yeah Yeah, exactly so i i think you know it might just simplify things and keep keep guys happier you know, and again, we don't want to speculate on where, um, what Mbako's uh, reasons were for doing it. But yeah. um, I will just say that uh, we talked about, I think, on uh, the Zion O podcast that he had kind of uh, struggled a little bit over the last year. So if, if, if that's going to carry over to college, it's actually kind of maybe we dodged a bullet with that too. I don't know. I don't want to sound too harsh because he might come into college and play great, but sure. Sure. But, but, but it's if not you revisionist have a top- either, right? We, we've yeah. expressed these data. It's not like we're trying to go back now and say, Oh, well, there were question marks. I think we've been pretty transparent yeah. about that. Yeah, and you, you just never want a situation where a guy's like a top 10 recruit. He's coming in and he's expecting to just dominate and then he doesn't. And then it just kind of causes some friction or anything like that. I'm not saying that's what would have happened, but sure. At this point, we don't even have to worry about that. You yeah. know, he can go take 30 shots somewhere else. So. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to see, especially with you having those three big freshmen coming back already. It just, there might not be the the availability there anyway. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, wish the best for him for all accounts. It seems like it was a mutual both parties. Was a, wasn't a whole lot of hard feelings there. Um, we'll be interesting to see where he goes. I was texting Sale and I was like, man, 
I can't believe I asked you when the next time this Heyman thing's going to happen and it's going to be the next week, right, that we see it. So I've heard some stuff about that. I'm not too concerned about him ending up down the road, but uh, that would be kind of a, a funny ironic yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so that anyway, that that knocks the class down to just the four. Caleb Foster, Jared McCain, Sean Stewart, TJ Power. Um Chew, you talked a little bit about it already, but the idea of the portal talk, and that's kind of quieted a little bit the last few days. I think some targets that that Duke was looking at have kind of either backed off or interest has cooled. The Shedrick thing is really weird. It's like there's reports from outside of Duke kind of saying this is a done deal for whatever reason. I guess he's taking another visit to Duke. I, I don't know. It's a... Uh, it's an interesting dynamic there. Personally, I like him as a fit if that's what we're going to do at the five, but apparently there might be some other guys entering. I think there's another month open. Um, I think uh, he's rescheduled or he scheduled an official visit like at the end of. So uh, he had an unofficial and now yeah, he's doing he's, an official. Yeah, so that's, that's a like good his, sign, I guess. It's like his last one. I wonder if it's just like, hey, you know, go do your thing. And then you, by the time you come back, if we haven't already found our other guy, that's kind of like, we'll go definitely go in with this. Right. Let's get but, to know each other and then let's yeah. kind of pause it and then come back and let's really get into the weeds a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you it's, know, it, it's weird for a uh, transfer to take an unofficial and an official. But one thing to bear in mind is he grew up in Holly Springs, which is like 40 minutes from Durham. So sure. the unofficial sure. there might have literally just been him visiting home and stopping by basically popping in um yeah yeah and so i guess i wanted to toss this out for you all kind of a little bit of a two-parter one do you think we add anyone else and two do you want to add anyone else she will go to you first i guess that's kind of hard to answer because i don't know what jeremy roach is going to do okay i guess if jeremy roach comes back i don't think we necessarily have to add anybody else um, regardless, I guess, if Jeremy comes back, I, I do want to, I do want to add like a rim protecting big man, at least, um, you know, flips played the five. I don't, I don't know if I would call him a, a rim protector by any means. Um, and, and, you know, Ryan Young can play down there, but I think there's, we just need to be able to play a couple different ways. And I, so I think sure. just adding somebody that can that can guard what we've talked about, like Lively did guard in space and, and kind of alter shots. It doesn't have to be a, you know, six blocks per game guy, but just somebody that can kind of hold down the fort on that end. Yeah, I agree. Um, because young is not going to give you much rim protection either. And especially with the flips injury and, you know, his mm-hmm. status for the beginning of the season being up in the air, it'd be really nice to have somebody that we know can come in and play right away and actually contribute so that if we do end up going like small, and I'm using air quotes here because it's not that small, but if we end up having Mitchell at the four um, and then we have a center in there, it'd be nice to have somebody who was offering a little bit more defense than Young can. But, sure. but I definitely prefer the idea of it being like a Shedrick, like a low usage kind of guy who is also not going to get upset if he only plays 15 minutes, um, yeah. 20 minutes, whatever, um, because I don't want to be locked in my one hesitancy with somebody like Holmes was that it almost locks you into playing two bigs at all time because sure. you're not bringing in Holmes to play 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, he's a 20 and 10 guy. He's not a scrub. So 
you're you, if you're bringing him in, it's for a major role. So that kind of like uh, locks you in to that positionality, and it's nice. I, I think it's it's better for us to have kind of more uh, a Theo John type, a kind of low usage uh, role player. Yeah, yeah, I, I like agree. That. Yeah, um, I basically want someone that like if you can find the guy out there that can kind of defend two through four, obviously one through five would be great, can switch and and defend the pick and roll, can defend a ball screen and protect the rim. That would be great. I just hope we don't add someone for the sake of, okay, we were going to add someone and we're just going to add this generic big guy. And it's like, well, Sean Stewart probably could have took those minutes. You could, TJ could have slid in for a little bit there. Reeves could have maybe came in and done some of that. Unless we're adding something that you does something unique that we don't possess, um, I'm not really for it. But you know, we'll see if we yeah, can I get somebody see, like I that. I don't see then. the point of like an offense first big, for example, right. like somebody right. who doesn't protect the rim at all. Um, yeah, you know, there've been some names thrown out there that just wouldn't fit. Yeah, yeah, the Hunter Diggins and stuff just yeah. cracks me up. It's like what in the, <laughs> what is happening. <laughs> What is happening? Um, if that happens, I'm not doing this podcast anymore. So, <laughs> um, well, let's let's kind of pivot here and we'll we'll get out of here. So, just wanted to talk a little briefly. Um, obviously, Duke season's over, but we got Duke in the NBA and the playoffs just started, which is just a great time of the year. So, I just wanted to shout out a few guys. We have 16 guys in the playoffs. Um, and now some of them are spread out, and some of them are it's kind of you know getting a little murky. But I think that if you're looking, I mean, you got Tatum. Grayson Allen, Tyus, and Luke are all on teams with title aspirations and playing major roles. Shout out to Tyus for the fifth straight year of leading the league and assist to turnover. Um, Tatum setting all kinds of Celtics records for points per game and scoring. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. I don't I'm, obviously, Raul. I know you've watched a lot of uh, a lot of NBA here. Um, Tatum had a big game last night. These sixteen guys. Do you think one of them is going to get a ring? I mean, I think this might. I don't want to say it's, you know, it's certainly not Tatum's only shot. He'll have opportunities later, but this might be, this might be the window, like his mm-hmm. best shot. We don't, there's not really a dominant team out there. We're seeing some injuries already to other key players on key teams. So like, you know, Giannis, who knows what happened with his back today. Um, yeah. So if he's out, that really just opens up the Eastern Conference. I don't see how they don't get to the finals, at least at that point. And then, you know, you're probably going up against, you're going up against a team you should be able to beat. You're either going up against the Warriors who haven't looked quite as good this year, or you're going up against like maybe the Suns or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they just got together and who knows if Chris Paul will even make it through the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen There's that he can't CP3. survive. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so he's got a really good shot. Um, and I, I, I don't. I don't know what to say about Memphis because I don't know what's up with Ja Morant's hand. So that's obviously going to put a damper on it. As good as Tyus is, I don't know that he can lead them to a title as the main point guard. So And Luke shooting 50% from three. Yeah, yeah, he's been amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tough draw to get a veteran Lakers squad. Obviously, the Lakers won game one recording this um, Sunday night. So that's a tough one. Um, you know, we'll see. Maybe Jack White can ride the coattails of Jokic to a title. That would be <laughs> yep. kind of cool um, <laughs> to see that. And just to see Jokic play well would also be would be kind of cool. But, um, yeah, so shout out to those guys. If you watch the NBA, a lot of great matchups going on right now. Um, RJ didn't play very well, but the Knicks got a huge win against Cleveland yeah. at Cleveland on the road. So um, should and be this- some pretty good series. 
the Celtics looked really impressive. Well, at least in the first half of their first yeah, game. Up 30. Yeah, yeah, just destroying the Hawks. And then I think they just kind of phoned it in because they were up 30. But yeah. it looks – I think they're going to get out of that series at least pretty easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about what about you, Shu? You think any of these guys get a ring? Yeah. I mean, I think what Roll said, I think this is probably Tatum's best, best window. Um, trying to think of who else uh, – I mean, that's who I'd be going. I, I I just hate the way that the whole Zion thing's going in New Orleans because, you know, New yeah. Orleans was playing so well earlier in this year and then just, you know, fell off the cliff. Because him and Ingram together, that's who I want to win. That's the yeah. team I want to sure. win. Sure. You know, it's two Duke guys. If not them, then it's obviously, you know, Tatum's, you know, got the torch next. Um, but I would love, you know, a healthy Zion and Ingram uh and it's painful it is cj with them kind of yeah. ironic there but yeah um, yeah i think a lot of duke fans uh, definitely for us on the pod were really i was all in on that pelicans they started out like 18 and 7 or 18 and 8 or whatever it was this yeah. year um and then zion just gotta get healthy you know gotta stay healthy hopefully um because they're even their window with the group that at some point it's going to fizzle you're just going to have to move off that you can't just be paying these guys max deals for a play in opportunity um yeah i mean and it's going to get really expensive because they've drafted really well so yep. somebody like trey murphy's going to get a you know yep. max contract as well so what well, you got three years to kind of figure this out probably where did trey murphy go come from what college virginia virginia oh yeah yeah i <laughs> would have hardly ever even known that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so um, yeah, you know, it's maybe Mason Plumley out there with the Clippers if they get by Phoenix. You know, I think to me that's one of the best first round series going on right now. It's oh yeah, for sure. one point game. Um, nice. So you know, it's also cool seeing. I'm not a Knicks fan, but it's kind of cool seeing them relevant and not just in the playoffs, but like maybe a sleeper Eastern Conference Finals or like second round team that could make some noise. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But. uh Anything else from you all in terms of anything we've missed, anything we haven't talked about, anything you want to plug, shout out, anything we got going on? No, not really. I don't think so. I think it's <laughs> not a lot all going right. on. Not a lot going on. Yeah, I know. I want to go see John Wick 4. That's about where uh, <laughs> where I'm at with things in the offseason. But um, I will just give a quick shout out if you haven't seen it to go check out Duke Men's Basketball. They did a season highlight video, which was kind of cool. It kind of got me pumped back up for that. Um, they always put out great content. Uh, you can email us, thedevilsdenpod at gmail.com. You can find us on the boards at thedevilsden.com. I finally got around to creating a Twitter, so you can check that out, devilsdenpod247. Um, and so we'll try to get some more content up there. We got a, we got a big off season coming up. We got some kind of guests in the works here. So hopefully going to set some things up. Would love to get some players and coaches on trying to get that going. They're a little bit harder to snag especially when you have 16 of our guys playing in the league right now so um you know maybe for for other schools and programs that comes a little bit easier but we have to wait so you know what are you going to do if that's the brotherhood for you but uh oh one thing sorry to interrupt yep yep big you know duke news uh josh i'm surprised you didn't bring it up your precious washington commanders Oh, yeah, bid. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Davis has got the big, the big baller brand over there. Yeah, he's putting <laughs> what, like seven Billy for yeah, the command. Like, yeah, he's uh, running up a, a thing over there. So, 
Yeah, sorry to to cut you, but I did think that was worth mentioning. Oh, hopefully, uh, it pans out, man. I don't to know exactly to... where Brian came up with seven Billy, but yeah. you know, shouts to him, dude. Yeah. Running up a tab, right? <laughs> yeah. I thought my like twenty grand of student loans were bad. It's <laughs> he has seven yeah. billion dollar debt. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, make the make the commanders great again. That would be cool. Um, would love to get back into following that, but. You know, in the meantime, keep the faces strong and the verify. Go do.